The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Hey, hey, hey. Our test is in the stands. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna oh, freeze. Wait. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Points in the Paint podcast, sponsored by Stadium. It's Ben Wittenstein. And it's Zach Badgerhouse in the house. We made it, Zach. The start of the NBA season is tonight. It was a short-ish off-season. And if you're interested in hearing team previews, we got a whole bunch of team previews lined up for you um, from every week during the offseason. We even had a couple two-a-days where we had a couple teams talking, a couple representatives from the teams, writers, reporters, whoever they may be. Everything is covered. So we got a lot of previews from a lot of different teams. Go back, take a listen to that, because the NBA season is finally here. We got NBA basketball to talk about. Nothing about future talk, but... We're ready in the present, Zach. <laughs> yes, we are. We are right here in the present, in the very moment. NBA basketball is officially back, and I am super excited. I wasn't as excited at first, but it kept getting closer and closer. <laughs> and then, like, Friday came, and then, like, you know, Monday Night Football came and went. And so now we're driving right on in between. Excuse me, football. Excuse me, yeah. playoff baseball. Let me on get up in here real quick. You know, WNBA Finals ended. Boom. Shout out to Chicago Sky. And we keep basketball as a float. You know, 48 hours later, boom. From the WNBA season, boom. NBA season's here. I'm excited. It's hard to it's hard to get your mindset out of football every weekend and, and playoff baseball. And you just have, oh, crap. The NBA season is starting <laughs> today. Like, you have to get your your mind around it. But yeah, shout out NBA Sky. Great job winning the NBA title, WNBA title. It was fun to watch. They're a fun team, Zach. And it Ooh. was great to see Chicago win its first basketball title since Jordan was around. <laughs> so I was very excited about that. But we got a whole bunch of stuff coming up in the episode. We got our predictions. We have what teams to look out for, sleeper teams, sleeper players, MVP predictions, basically every postseason award prediction we're going to make. On this show, uh, we're going to give out some bets for opening night in the NBA and then opening day on Wednesday as well for the rest of the NBA. So we just got everything wrapped up in one big episode. It's the season preview episode of the Points mm-hmm. in the Paint podcast. And with that being said, we asked some people to give us a call on our voicemail line, 773-273-9088. Give us what they're excited for, what they're predicting, things that they think are going to happen during the NBA season this year. So we got a couple calls. We'll play those in just a second. But, again, we're going to have this voicemail line all season long, 24-7. Yes. 
always going to be available. 773-273-9088. We will play your call on the podcast. So this is your time to get your opinion heard. Yes. Whatever you think about the NBA, whatever hot take you want. And that's the perfect way to, you know, be associated and become a points painter. Yeah. You know, that's just the, that's the official way. You know, you can chime in through social media, obviously, as well on Twitter at points paint on Facebook and now Instagram. You can really dive yeah. into Instagram and check out the clips and all the different posts that'll be posted on the Instagram page as well. And so, yes, again, two seven seven three two seven three nine zero eight eight, like Ben mentioned, and you can have your voice heard on points in the pain podcast. Yeah, you can call us. You can text us. Shoot us a text. If you don't want your voice to literally be heard, you can have it be heard via text. And we will <laughs> we will read out all the texts that we get on our voicemail line as well. So let's go to the voicemail line before everything, Zach. Let's have the points in the painters be heard before the NBA regular season starts. Hello. Please leave a message after the tone. All right. You guys ask the question. This is going to be Kyle Kuzma's breakout season. That's an emphatic no. His numbers might go up. Actually, they will go up. His touches will go up. But until he can start producing winning basketball on a winning level and helping the Wizards get to the playoffs, all the extra touches does not mean he's breaking out as a player. He'll be the same player, just more touches with the same mistakes and even more mistakes that time. That's all I got to say. Hey, man. Giannis starting to develop that jumper. So, might get a little ugly this season. If that jumper, the way how it looks the other day, yeah, yeah. All right, we appreciate everyone using the line, calling in. We got some great voicemails. I really, uh, I appreciate the Giannis developing a jumper because I think it seems like if he develops that jumper, he's going to be somehow even more dangerous. Listen here, Ben. I don't know if you saw that preseason game specifically with the mechanics of my man's Giannis, the mechanics of the shot. Man, it's not stiff anymore. It comes off. It looks silky smooth. The fadeaway left left shoulder, right shoulder on the baseline, whatever you want. I'm here to tell you, Ben, right now, it's a wrap for the league. Giannis, with this jumper, that I've seen in the preseason, I'm gonna tell you something. Just like this, just like my man said, appreciate him calling. Listen here. If he develops this jump shot consistently, I'm talking 43, 44% from midi and get somewhere like 35 from the three, you can forget about it. I don't care who's in the East. Nobody's stopping Giannis. I don't care who's in the East. No one's going to stop Giannis. Yeah. If he develops that shot, it's, I, I don't, there's no way to stop him. <laughs> there's literally no way to stop him unless you just force him to shoot threes which is not going to happen because he's the Greek freak and he's going to be able to get his shots inside of the paint. And then the other call we had, uh, Kyle Kuzma. Poor Kyle Kuzma. He just he gets <laughs> he gets no respect from anyone. No one respect. People hear Kyle Kuzma's name and they just start laughing. They're like, oh, we're playing Kyle Kuzma. He's he's easy. He's not going to do anything. And I understand he's going to get more looks. He's going to get more touches. But. Again, I, I I agree with the caller. It's Kyle Kuzma. I mean, the man is oh, is, is man. not going to bring much to the team. You don't think so? No, I don't. I really don't. There's been nothing that Kyle Kuzma has done that really has made me go, oh, he just needs more touches. You see, you see Anthony Davis. I don't think being on the Wizards is going to help that. You see what Anthony Davis did. See what he did. He just 
He just made everyone forget about the two seasons where we saw Kyle Kuzma kind of improve his game and get his confidence level up in terms of offense. And Anthony Davis comes in the picture, you know, this great, shiny, you know, new car. <laughs> and yep. now all of a sudden, you know, this Kyle Kuzma is now a used car. It's not a, it's not as significant anymore. So <laughs> he has to part ways and we got to move on with this because we got to focus on this Ferrari here. So we going to leave this Lexus alone. That's kind of how they did. That's kind of how they did. Being a Lexus. I mean, okay. So in comparison to a Lexus and a Ferrari, I mean, come on now. <laughs> what you want me to say a Hummer? So you want me to say Hummer? <laughs> I was thinking Battle more like cast. a Ford, like a Ford Focus. <laughs> Ford Focus. So you prefer Kyle Kuz too? <laughs> I I I do. I don't have a high opinion on on Kyle Kuz. I really don't. And and maybe he will do something this season. Maybe he's going to have more touches with the Wizards, and maybe playing with Bradley Beal will shake things up. I I don't see it. I don't think it's going to happen. For my friend and buddy who is a Washington Wizards fan. I, for his sake, I hope that Kyle Kuzma just suddenly transforms. And I know we're going to be talking about most improved player. And I, I will say, Zach, neither one of us even thought of putting Kyle Kuzma as a most improved player this season. I got to him now, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now you are. myself into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any, uh, I, I just don't think that that's a thing that's going to happen. Let me look at, let me see if he's even on the Raider. list. For most improved player. So he is, he is 50 to one to win most improved player, which is not very good odds. Um, I can't even count out how many and how high that he <laughs> went like, for that. It's like plus 50,000 or something crazy. Ridiculous. So yeah, not, not a big Kyle Kuzma guy. That's fine. <laughs> All right, Zach. So let's take a look at where we're going to begin with our previews. So we've got East teams to look out for, West teams to look out for. We got our sleeper teams and players. So let's bunch this all together. We can start with the East. Um, everyone knows, right? Milwaukee is going to be the team to look out for this season. They're going to be looking to run it back. They did lose PJ Tucker, which I think is going to be a little bit of a bigger deal than people expect simply because of the defense that he brought and he was the one who was crazy. They brought in Grayson, like you're saying. And, and, and I, I don't know how big of an improvement that is going to be for them. I'm I'm not a huge Grayson Allen fan, and I know he plays tough, but he loves to trip people. I just, you know, you put Grayson Allen not as an improvement over P.J. Tucker. Yeah, that's true. You know, right? You know, in hindsight, in all seriousness, you know, that wouldn't, yeah. that would, if you looked at it, it obviously would be a um, downgrade. But they have high hopes. They even gave him an extension when he got over there, Grayson Allen, uh, on Monday. And so that was cool to see yeah. in the direction that they're going to go in. I think he will bring that defense and he's going to add, he's going to provide those minutes that they're going to be losing from, uh, DiVincenzo early on in the season. But yeah, like I said, Giannis, as long as he's doing what he's doing, you listen here, they're going to run it back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they haven't changed a ton as a team. They're really bringing a lot of the same people back. They're about as running it back as as you can get after winning a finals uh, series. So I, I think they're going to be okay. But now, Zach, you have the Atlanta Hawks. And I think the Atlanta Hawks are a really interesting team because last year, if people remember listening to our preview season for last year, we were pretty high on the Atlanta Hawks. You specifically were really high on the Atlanta Hawks. I think they have what it takes to make a deep playoff run again. And I think Trey Young is, as long as he's playing well and he's annoying other teams enough to, 
to hit shots. And I don't know if he's going to be getting the foul calls that he's gotten in the past, but <laughs> he's got he's got the ability to really lead this team far, especially since he's got another year under his belt. And then obviously, you know, they extend Click Capella, right? They extend yeah. John Collins. So you have these guys locked in and you even get an extension out of Kevin Huter. So you kind of know what this team's going to look like for the most part. And the confidence level that I've seen from John Collins in the playoffs and Clint Capella, I don't even think you really remember the kind of the kind of lines he would kind of say post game, you know, the kind of stuff he would say about, you know, the New York Knicks and then in Philly. Those were two fan bases that they took care of, you know, going out and defeating both of those teams in the playoffs to make the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think this Atlanta Hawks team can definitely do something like that again, depending on who they can run into, you know, in the, in the first two or first few rounds of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Yeah, John Collins is just, I mean, he got the bag. We saw him get paid and I think he deserves it. I mean, he fits really well with this Hawks team and he played well. And problem with the Atlanta Hawks, Zach, and really the only issue that I see with them is going to be injuries. And Capella, we have seen him have injury issues. We've seen Herder have injury issues. John Collins has had his fair share of injury issues. So the team needs to stay healthy. And, you know, that could be one of the easiest or hardest hurdles for a team to get over, right? Because it's it's not really a strategic problem. It's not really a personnel problem. It's just the fact is if they can't stay healthy, they're not going to be able to do much. But if, if they are a healthy team, I mean, what? Top four team in the East, I would say. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe even top I don't know if top three, but I think top four, top five team in the East, when fully healthy, I think this is what this Atlanta Hawks team ceiling can be. I think the two, I think the three teams that'll be interchangeable between three through five is going to be the Atlanta Hawks. You know, it'll probably end up, you know, it'll definitely be the Atlanta Hawks. The Miami Heat will be the next team. And this final team that I'm going to say, the Chicago Bulls. Those three teams should be, yeah, I know, those three teams should be three, four, five, like intertwined between between those seedings. Because when you look at Chicago and what they did in the offseason, we've talked about it for a few weeks now, and then we see all these preseason games where they're blowing folks out and offense just looks like they've been together. They're looking like 96 Jordan team. (laughs) Okay. They out here just blowing teams out, looking super Superb throwing yep. alleys, the dimes, you know, the Caruso, you know, the Caruso. <laughs> I love it. You know what I mean? And so like they've played, they've played so well. I think Billy Donovan is gonna uh, really uplift this team defensively. They're gonna buy in, and with the with the messiness in the Eastern Conference between Philly and Brooklyn, in the you know the not so hard schedule for the Chicago Bulls to start off the season, I really think that could be huge, you know, for them as we move down the line throughout the season. Yeah, I'm trying really hard, Zach, to not get over excited. You better jump over here with me with the Chicago. Listen, you see how listen. It's okay because I know I'm, it? I'm a pending new member on this yes. Chicago Bulls fan base. But let me tell you something. I'm just riding high because of just what what we, we you saw. We you saw what I saw. You've seen what I've seen from this uh, preseason with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and new new additions, and plus the young guys coming along through, hopefully for the rotation, to crack the rotation. So. Yeah, I, I'm really glad you're excited because <laughs> I really want to be excited, and I am very excited, but there is that really tiny part in my brain that has seen the Bulls play the last five years, five, six years, and just say, I don't, I don't know, I can't see a Bulls team like being actually good, being actually fun, and having players that fit together well. 
and mesh together and have chemistry. Like, that is unheard of for me in the past half of decade of Bulls basketball. So I'm trying to temper my expectations, but I am I'm really excited for this team. They seem like, like you said, I mean, the chemistry, it looks like they've played together for five years already. They, they look like every single piece on that team fits together like a puzzle in perfect formation where each player has their own role. They know what they bring to the team and they just gel really well together. So the Bulls getting a five seed or a six seed in the East, I think is completely reasonable from the small sample size that we have seen in the preseason. And and I do think it's definitely possible for them. But it does seem like that top of the East, other than the Nets and the Bucks, is pretty open. open. It really is. Because the 76ers are – who knows what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. He was practicing on Monday in sweatpants. It looked like he had a phone in his pocket. Like He looked like he has been checked Not out <laughs> for a while. So I really do think we talked about the Hawks and we talked about the Bulls and, and even you throw in the Knicks there, you throw in the Heat, who I know we're pretty high on. Like the East is seemingly fairly open except for those top two spots with the Nets and the Bucks. And when you take a look out West, right, as we look into the Western Conference Finals, you know, the Lakers, you know, we've been all summer. Everyone's talking about how they're the oldest team in the league. But, you know, some things you got to really consider with that L.A. team, the Los Angeles Lakers, is the fact that all the veteran leadership they're going to have. This isn't going to be a team where you have scenarios like a like a Philadelphia or a Brooklyn Nets where, like, you know, I don't think Rondo and who else? Uh, Russell Westbrook will clash because they've been in this league long enough to understand, you know, what they have to do to accomplish the ultimate goal. I don't think there'll be an ego trip with Carmelo Anthony. I mean, he's already accepted the fact that he'll be coming off the bench, you know, in those type of formalities with joining new teams. So I think egos are going to be checked at the door with that team. And I know they didn't win a preseason game. I'm going to say that again. I know they didn't win a preseason game. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, Ben, I do believe this team with the way that the West look, because there's a lot of context in the West, Ben, with injuries and guys that right. guys that are notable that won't return for quite some time. And then there's some hype behind a certain team that I won't mention, the Warriors, that that, that really has me like my idea of them being like a competitive team this year and without, with, without Clay Thompson. Interesting. So you're not riding that Golden State hype train Not at all. all. Not at all. I don't understand the hype actually at all. I mean, outside of Steph Curry, who's going to be the guy that gets you a bucket, right? I mean, you got an interesting player for uh, most improve, and I like that. I do. I think it's I think it's most improve. Yeah, most yeah, improve. And so I, that's that's an interesting one. We're going to talk about that, but yeah, man, with, with the Warriors without Clay Thompson, and I'm going to be I'm very serious about this too, Ben. They're not as good as people think without Clay Thompson, they are a mediocre team. They, they're, they're somewhere in between like, you know, the Memphis of the world, you know, out there in the West, the Dallas Mavericks of the world, they fall off hugely without Clay Thompson. And we've seen it the past two seasons. And so I, I can agree with that. I think I can agree with that, but Clay, what comes back December, January, I'm not a hundred percent sure of the timeline that they're, expecting him to return, but if they get him back that second part of the season, you would have to imagine that not only is going to get them hyped up and, and get them juiced because they get Clay Thompson back, but it's going to help them out on the court too. Now, where they're going to be in the standings at that point without Clay Thompson is a whole other issue. Are they going to be yeah. able to claw back into a, into a playoff-looking situation? Now, I think they're better than a play-in team. 
the Warriors this season. I really? think they grab that seven or eight spot, possibly. And they have to have a lot of things go right, and they have to hope that Wiseman makes a jump in his improvement and use this offseason, which, you know, his first actual offseason to get better and improve and work on his chemistry. So I'm banking on a lot of those things happening. Same with Jordan Poole. And having all of that go well, I can see the Warriors have a shot at not even having to play in a play-in game and making that AC. But again, a lot of it has to go right. They have to get Clay back, and Clay has to start playing like the Clay of the old that we saw <laughs> two and a half years ago. So a lot has to go right. But I think that shot of that happening is fairly high when you talk about the Golden State Warriors. Okay, so so if that be so if that's going to be fairly high for you, the Golden State Warriors, how high are you on the opportunities of Phoenix being able to make that run again to maybe perhaps make the Western Conference Finals or even the NBA Finals? Because when I, I look yeah. at this team, uh, Ben. You know, they're basically running it back, right? Same guy, same team. A little frustration with DeAndre Aiden for contract issues, but I think when it's all said and done, I think he will be able to just show this team and other teams around the league that he's going to be worth the money that he wants. And so, obviously, they they bring back Chris Paul. I think Devin takes another leap in his game because of, you know, the loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you talk about teams running it back, and we've seen – Teams like the Portland Trailblazers do this sometimes where they run it back and they don't have a lot of success because they have some success. They'll make the playoffs, get to the first round, maybe have a shot at getting to the second round. But they have shown that they don't have the abilities to really get over that final hump, get to the finals. And they continue to run it back, which no don't necessarily agree with, but they've been doing it. But when you look at the Bucks and you look at the Suns, those are two teams that I think deservedly so should be able to run it back. They have the pieces. The NBA hasn't really changed so much where the players and, and the positions that they have aren't out of date or out of sync. And they, they all, they both seem like teams with really good chemistry. So I think the Suns running it back is a really good move. How big of an issue is the DeAndre Ayton contract going to be? That is hard to say, right? We don't know until they start playing regular season, how much of a distraction it's going to be, how it's going to affect DeAndre Ayton's play. So that could have a pretty big impact on the team. But other than that, I mean, it seems like they all get along. We saw Chris Paul and Devin Booker go to the Mercury game together. They were sitting courtside watching the Phoenix Mercury play in the WNBA Finals. So they're clearly together and have that chemistry going and seem to be good teammates. And Chris Paul likes his situation in Phoenix. So I think you put all of that together and how well they did last season. I still think they have a shot to make a deep run in the playoffs. Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to be as dominant as we have seen because i don't think teams are going to underestimate them like they did last year so they're not going to have that element of surprise but phoenix being a contender this year is very much on the table i believe so too because and especially with like i said the injuries to other teams that are that that's not really being talked about you know no. yeah like, they need to stay know, healthy we know jamal murray's out he's going to be out for some time yep we don't really – the status of how long Kawhi Leonard's going to be out, do you know? Because I'm unaware as of right now of how long his timetable was going to be. And so with those two-star players on teams that were in the playoffs, well well in the playoffs, like not having to worry about the play-in situation, I think that's going to be something in question as we uh, look forward into this upcoming season. And that, that – absolutely, because that's the other thing too with Phoenix, right, is last season – not only were they good, and they were obviously deservedly a very good basketball team, but they stayed healthy for almost the entire season. 
And that's like half the battle in the NBA. <laughs> no, if, your guys, if you guys can stay 100% healthy throughout the entire season, that automatically gives you a good shot to make a run in the playoffs. So hopefully they have the same luck that they did last year with just everyone being healthy. Because if not, I could see one guy going down. Chris Paul has to rest. Whatever it may be, just mm-hmm. derails the season. Finally, Zach, Western Conference team. You know, one of my probably my favorite team outside of the Chicago Bulls. The Denver Knights. <laughs> My chunky little boy, Nikola Jokic, MVP run last season. We maybe you're going to see a Michael Porter Jr. breakout season this year. They gave him the money for him to – he needs to break out if he needs to deserve that. <laughs> uh, but they are going to be without Jamal Murray. So we're going to see how that affects them to start the first half of the season. They'll get him back in the second half of the season, maybe be ready for a bit of a playoff run then. Well, with Denver, the, well, the reason why I say the MPJ – you know, having to have, really needs to break out is because of the money, right? The $200 million, like you mentioned. But also, it's the comparisons that we saw, that we heard about early on in his career dating back at Missouri. Yeah. This kid's supposed to be the next Kevin Durant in terms of, you know, scoring ability. And he gives us these flashes every so often of what he's capable of offensively. Now, if he's, he's, he's going to have the opportunities with Jamal Murray being out to really showcase what he's able to do out there on a perimeter at three level and to become a three level scorer this season with Jokic being able to find him. I think this gives opportunity for Aaron Gordon to get his confidence level two offensively being. So I know that's a guy that we saw with Jokic last year really develop some chemistry very early on. Oh yeah. Even he arrived. I can't imagine an off season that they're going to have. They had a full off season together, Gordon and Jokic to, even improve the chemistry that they developed really quickly. It was like the first or second game they were playing like they had played together for years. (laughs) I mean, they knew where each other was going to be on the court. Gordon knew exactly where to cut when Jokic had the ball, and Jokic knew where to pass it to when Gordon was on the floor. Like, they looked like a really good Mm -hmm. duo, and I can't even imagine what a full offseason with them together, working together, going through sets together, being on the same practice floor for a full two, three months – that can only mean good things for the Denver Nuggets because they're going to have to figure out a way to get offense going when they don't have Jamal Murray because they're not going to be able to run it through Jokic the entire season. They're going to be able to run through him a little bit, but they're going to have to have Aaron Gordon step up. They're going to have to have Michael Porter Jr. step up. You know, They're going to have to have some of these role players come up and help them out offensively because they were going through stretches last season when they didn't have Jamal, and it looked like they did not know how to score the basketball. So. <laughs> That is going to be something I'm going to be watching for for the Nuggets. But other than that, if they're going to get back fully healthy with Jamal, I am really excited for this Nuggets team to finally, hopefully, make the NBA Finals and do something with Jokic. Because I think they have the personnel to do it, Zach. They, they have everything set up. Everything is aligning for this team once Jamal Murray gets back and hopefully is fully healthy and ready to go. All right, sleeper teams, sleeper players that we want to watch out for before we get to our NBA predictions. Zach, you have a couple teams that people may be sleeping on, a couple players that people may be sleeping on. Who are those guys? So it's two rookies for me, for sure, that are in terms of players. Scotty Barnes for the Toronto Raptors is the real deal, Ben. I don't know if you were able to see any of the preseason, but I know we talked about it during the uh, summer league play with the Toronto Raptors. But listen here. Him and OG Ananobi have an opportunity to elevate this Toronto Raptor team while Pascal Siakam is out with the shoulder injury. On the other side of that argument, 
when Pascal Siakam gets back, he better hope that he has those same minutes that he had prior to injury because if Scotty Barnes develops and gets more and more confident, there's guys in the league already chirping about, yeah, this guy can play. You know, some guys have been, guys, guys have been in the league for quite some time. They're saying already, Scotty Barnes, he has it. He has the it factor, the motor, the wanted. You see, you don't get that too often in the league nowadays with, the, especially with the, with the early on picks. And so for Scotty Barnes to come out and kind of have that chip on his shoulder already, kind of young guy, I like him. James Booknight. That's no, my yeah. dude. Now, he's he's a baller, good. man. He is balling, bro. I'm telling you, it's so crazy. Offensively, the attack, getting to the rim. And it's so chill, right? It's it's smooth, but yet, like, it's aggressive at the same time, if that makes sense. Like, he'll do some smooth dribble, dribble, get to the rim. And then all of a sudden, this show of athleticism just comes out of nowhere, and he'll, you know, catch a body. And so it's so crazy. <laughs> That you know he failed the way that he did because I thought he could have went a little, a little, a little you know not top five you know just neither here or there you know James Booknight but but you know <laughs> and the team gonna, the team that he fell to you have as one of your sleeper teams exactly you know so I think he's gonna blossom with this sleeper team the Charlotte Hornets and now what's interesting about the Charlotte Hornets is I'm not saying this team to be a sleeper in terms of win loss column. But if you want to turn a game on on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday night, and you want to catch an exciting NBA game, you can definitely watch LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges, James Booknight, and the crew get it done any given night because that team is going to be very exciting to watch. Interesting. I have the Memphis Grizzlies, and I don't know if they're really a sleeper team because I think people and players and and other teams know where the Memphis Grizzlies stand and how good they can be. But they're kind of on that level of the Hornets of like entertainment value, because you're going to, you're going to see something special from John Morant every (laughs) single Yes. You're going to see the guy jump out of the gym. You're going to see him make some weird alley-oop. You're going to see him make a really cool shot. He is, he is a high on the level of entertainment value, but you put that together with actually a really good team in the Grizzlies. And we may see the Grizzlies exceed expectations this season. I don't know if they're this year's Phoenix Suns, where people don't really expect them to go as far as they do. Right. But it seems like they're they're starting to get the personnel around them to make moves like that. So the Grizzlies are my sleeper team. And I don't know if a 31-year-old can be a sleeper player. <laughs> you silly. <laughs> but Kemba Walker is uh, is kind of my sleeper player. Player to watch, I think, is more really the player that I'm going to watch out for. Back in his hometown in New York City. Back with the – not back with the Knicks, but with the Knicks. Playing his home games in Madison Square Garden where he made history with his buzzer beater jumper in college at UConn over Pitt in the Big East tournament. So he's back to where he loves at MSG. And I think – as long as his knees cooperate and he stays healthy, That's how you I think this is a Knicks team that could really, really use his shooting. And I think he's going to be able to help open up the floor for Julius Randle. He's going to open up the – and Randle will open up the floor for Kemba Walker. So I think that tandem and that duo and, and playing with Tom Thibodeau, I'm expecting a fun season from Kemba Walker. Just don't burn him out, no, no, just don't. That's that's burn what I'm worried about. <laughs> I'm I'm worried he's gonna he's gonna be playing Kemba Walker 40 minutes a night on some random game on a December day where he's just forcing Kemba Walker to play 
back to back, 40 minutes a night. I really hope he doesn't. And I hope Thibodeau learned his lesson of, of burning players out too early. So that's really the only reason Kemba wouldn't really do much this season. Um, and before we get to predictions, Zach, you had the Houston Rockets too as a team yes. to watch. Houston Rockets, another team to watch strictly pure off of entertainment. This probably won't be a team that'll exceed over 30 games if they do. I'd be pretty surprised, but that's not because they're not talented. This is because they don't have a lot of experience. They're not going to play John Wall or looking to trade him. But I think Jalen Green's going to be pretty special offensively. You know, I was a guy that was not too high on him. And this is going all the way back to him being the number one player in the country in high school. Wasn't too sold on his abilities, but he's shown me and proven me otherwise. He can definitely play in this league and he wants to play in this league. And also KPJ, that's a guy we've talked with you know, our guy Spencer Davies of Basketball News about, you know, the big story about him. But I think that's another guy we, you know, that can definitely be in a conversation for one of these awards we're going to talk about. I think those two will add the excitement alongside with Christian Woods for that Houston Rocket team to be exciting to watch. So let's not go to a lot of games. games. No, but. they're they're not. They're gonna be they're gonna be poop. They're gonna be bad, but they're gonna be young and they're gonna be maybe fun. So yeah, you know that's really all you can ask for from the Houston Rockets this season. Now. Let's get to the awards portion. Give out our predictions for postseason awards, and then we're going to give out our bets for tonight's game and some for Wednesday's game since those lines are out. So, MVP, Zach, looking at these awards, who is your pick for MVP? If you'd asked me this last Monday, I would have said Kevin Durant. Yeah, But after seeing Giannis Antetokounmpo, <laughs> I'm going with the Greek freak. And someone said to me today, well, if you're going to pick Giannis to win MVP, you know what stratosphere that's going to put him in? I said, who? LeBron James and Michael Jordan. I said, oh, that's fine then. I can, that's, that's perfectly fine. You know, he's third MVP, do what, two in the last, what, three years? I, I believe that would be the case. Man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too mad at that at all, being the same conversation as those two. Yeah. And he, especially if he gets that jumper going. It's going to be Giannis is going to be in that upper stratosphere of NBA players. When you're talking Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson's and you're talking those group of players, you're going to have to put Giannis's name in there if he, especially if he wins MVP this season. My MVP pick, I don't know if it's the popular one. I don't know if it's even a smart one, but I believe it in my heart and I want it to be true in my heart. And that's and all that, that matters. Is, that's all that matters. <laughs> and that is a Portland Trailblazers own Damian Lillard. He is my pick to win MVP. I think this is um, this is his final stand in a way. And I, and I talked about this a couple years ago. But I think this is really this final stand, not like for his career. He's going to be around for a lot longer than he is right now. Mm-hmm. But I think this is his final stand with the Portland Trailblazers as a team and with the team surrounding him on the Portland Trailblazers. Because if they don't at least get to the Western Conference Finals this year, Zach, I think that Portland Trailblazers team is going to be blown up. We may see Dame Lillard go to a different team. We may see a completely different team around Damian Lillard next season. So I think he knows that. And I think this is the Portland Trailblazers running it back for, what, the third time in a row. I think this is Damian Lillard. He's prime to score. He's prime to lead his team. If the Blazers can get top four seed, top three seed in the West. I don't know if that's possible, but if they can, and Dame's their leading scorer, and Dame is doing Dame things night in and night out, I think he has a real shot to win MVP this season. Because I think he knows this is the last run, this is the last drive, this is the last ride 
with the Portland Trailblazers as they are right now. And I think that's going to give them some motivation. And I can just, I can see it happening. I can see, you know, we know the NBA is a story driven league. So I think that's going to really help in pushing Dame Lillard to possibly be an MVP this season. I like that. I really do. I like the choice. I like the reasoning why behind it because it all makes sense. You know, the potential last ride maybe in Portland. If if he's going to win an MVP, uh, what better team for it to really be on than the team he was drafted to, right? So exactly. I like that as, I like that aspect of it, too. If he's, so I don't think outside of another – if he goes to another team nine times out of ten, whatever situation that is, he's probably going to be with someone else that will probably, you know, cancel him out for even winning the winning the award. So I do like that, that aspect of it that I think that has to be the case, that, you know, last year in Portland, if what it may look like, him winning MVP in Portland, I think that's the storyline that I would actually would like to see more so than Giannis right now, at least. So All look right, at you bringing of, me on that side. <laughs> <laughs> rookie of the year, we both have the same rookie of the year. Houston Rockets' his own Jalen Green. I think we've both just been impressed with the way that he's played in the preseason. Um, Kate Cunningham obviously is is a good choice as well, but... You know, he's had an, an ankle injury. He's been out yeah. all preseason. We have not had an opportunity to see him play in an NBA game preseason or not so far. So it's hard for me to make the case that he will be rookie of the year. And, and hopefully that ankle injury doesn't linger too long. But I know we've both been impressed with Jalen. Yes, I've definitely been impressed offensively with Jalen. The confidence, the three ball, him going to the rack, switching hands, just showing a little bit from bits and pieces of his game. So yeah, Jalen Green is definitely my rookie of the year, but my sleeper pick <laughs> is for sure James Booknight. He's definitely go. my sleeper. And he could definitely emerge as the Donovan Mitchell of this draft. So don't get it twisted. I'm really high on James, but Jalen Green is my rookie of the year. Sixth man of the year. Tyler Hero for me, I think if he's coming off the bench for the Heat as a sixth man, with the way that he played last season, I think he knew he kind of laid an egg last season with the way that he played, especially how he showed up in the finals two years ago. We know what he's capable of, and I think that sixth man role is the perfect role for him to play on this Heat team because he brings firepower off the bench. You know that he can score whenever he wants, especially as a sixth man. Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year, is my pick. Well, you know what? I had him at first. You did. <laughs> but then I had to think about it. And there's all these different elements to the sixth man of the year award. And there's different guys out there that really have the opportunity to really win the award too, Ben. So I had to think, okay, obviously Jordan Clarkson is going to be in contention for the award. But then who else is really in contention besides him and Tyler Hero? Then I thought about it. Bing, light bulb, Derrick Rose. And why not Derrick Rose, right? I mean, we had Keith on, and he said Patty Mills. And that's cool. But how about the other guy in the garden? How about the other point guard that's not Kimball Walker? Derrick Rose, I believe, has the utmost opportunity to capture this award. I think he almost he almost could have had the opportunity to get it last season. And so I think if he can come out and produce offensively the way that he did for the New York Knicks last season, this season, and they're still in that playoff conversation around the four through six seed somewhere up in there, then I definitely agree that. You know, I definitely believe that Derrick Rose can win that in uh, six men of the year award. Coach of the year. Michael Malone is my pick for coach of the year, the Denver Nuggets. I think it's going to be a combination of maneuvering through the first half of the season without Jamal Murray, 
Mm-hmm. And then if they get Jamal Murray back and they make a really good run and they can finish as a top seed in the West, a top three seed in the West, I think you'll get Michael Malone getting some coach of the year votes, some coach of the year talk, because it would be really impressive if he can maneuver that Nuggets team and keep them afloat and, and keep them even in contention without Jamal Murray. Um, and then they get Jamal Murray back and the rest would be history. So <laughs> Michael, Michael Malone is, would be my vote for coach of the year. My, would be my prediction for coach of the year this season. Shame on him, everyone, because he didn't go Billy, Billy, Billy. I'm no, Billy turning Donovan. my back on my own team. <laughs> I'm going Billy Donovan because of the new acquisitions and the new challenge that the Chicago Bulls and Billy Donovan, you know, that he's going to have with this new roster as they head into this season. You know, the expectations are kind of high. And they're high by my standards, too, because of what I've seen so far. You know, they can't throw all this goodness out here and not expect me to feel great about it. (laughs) So, you know, I'm riding (laughs) high on Billy Donovan and his opportunity to win Coach of the Year. All right, let's go to most improved player of the year. My pick, Jordan Poole of the Golden State Warriors. He what made has, you do this? <laughs> I, listen, he has had a tremendous preseason, and I think he had a really good training <laughs> camp. People were uh, singing his praises uh, during the preseason. He he's he's just looked good. His jumper looks a lot more smooth. It looks a lot more consistent. He's going to have the ball in his hands with Golden State at least while Clay Thompson is out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just he he's just looked good. Let me let me see his stats. Preseason stats: oh, about twenty two points a game. For Jordan Poole, 22 points a game, three assists a game, three and a half three pointers a game. Oh, you know he he just he looks good. He looks comfortable. He looks like he's really fitting himself. Wait, into hold, this on, hold on, hold on. Go back, go back. How many threes? That's three. player prop talk. <laughs> That's player hey. prop talk. Okay. <laughs> he had 51, 36, 87 shooting splits. So 51 field goal percentage, 36 three point, 87 percent free throw. I mean, he just has all the makings, all the lookings of a player who's going to be on that most improved player list, for sure. I like that, but I'm doubling down. Double or nothing. <laughs> I'm doubling down. <laughs> Double or nothing. From last much, year's pick. How much you are we going? How much this time? Double or nothing. I'm going Michael Porter Jr., MPJ, for most improved. He got the money. He's going to have the opportunities with Jamal Murray being out due to injury. Being, bro, I'm rolling <laughs> with Michael Porter Jr., man. I'm running it back. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Someone has to, someone from this podcast has to believe. In Michael Porter Jr. at least every single week. And this week, this month, maybe it'll be you. Maybe one time he'll lose you, and I'll go back on that train. I'll support our boy Michael Porter Jr. Crazy. Uh, Defensive player of the year, Anthony Davis is my pick. Not much needs to be said about that. I mean, he's he's always going to be in contention, and especially with the spotlight being on the Lakers this season. Anthony Davis, defensive player of the year. I think the team defense around Bam Adebayo, will actually push his chances. So having a guy like Jimmy Butler on his team and having a guy like a new addition like Kyle Lowry on his team with that team defense elevating in that aspect, I do believe Bam Adebayo will be able to possibly ultimately win the defensive player of the year award. NBA scoring champ, who do you got? Oh, yeah, I know this probably took you for a doozy when you saw this one. It did. and I know people are probably going to look at me crazy because you weren't even sold on him. You said he wasn't going to be blah, blah. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Zion Williamson, if healthy, has the most up opportunity to lead the league in scoring. 
I think the dude averaged like 20, he could at what, like 27 on like 16, like not too many attempts. So the more attempts and the more opportunities that Zion will have and him being unstoppable down low in the paint, I think he can have the opportunity to lead the league in scoring. Or Bradley Bill again, you know, obviously Bradley Bill came yeah. up a few decimals short, but he also has that opportunity too. So I'm going to go with Zion if healthy or Bradley Bill. Yeah, I, I like that Bradley Beal pick. I, th- I don't think you can go wrong there. My pick's going to be Steph. I think the guy is is still capable of being one of the league's best scorers. He's going to have the ball in his hands for most of the time that he's on the court for the Warriors. And I think the Warriors know that if they want to win any games this season, they're going to have to keep the ball in Steph's hands. They're going to have to keep Steph on the court. He's going to get his shots up. He's going to get plenty of opportunities to score. I think Steph's going to make a run for that scoring title this season, Zach. And I know you made a face. You don't like it, <laughs> but I think it's going to happen. It's it's more than likely, honestly, that Steph does get it. I just want it to be a little extra. Be a little different. <laughs> It'd be a little different, throw Zion in there, because I know people are going to say, Zion, where'd you get that idea from? But I promise you, if he's not going to be the leading, leading scorer this year in the NBA, I promise you he'll be top five. I can promise you that, unless he's tied six or seven because two or three other guys have the same uh, points per game or something along the lines of that. I like it. All right, to end out the show, Zach, let's give out some bets. Some bets that we like for tonight's game, some bets that we like for tomorrow's game on Wednesday. Um, we... Uh, we're, the numbers obviously are going to be changing throughout the day and throughout the the next couple hours. So we'll get we'll try to give our best numbers as we can and, and maybe give a bit of a range if we like some numbers. Um, but what what have you been looking at the board? What have you liked? So what I've liked so far is the Denver game, their opener versus the Phoenix Suns. So Denver okay. Nuggets versus Phoenix Suns. I believe that game will be on Wednesday. I believe right now, currently, the line is minus six and over under is 223.5. I do believe the 223.5 will go over. I do believe that. So I would take the over in the Nuggets uh, Phoenix Suns game. And I also like plus six on Denver's side. Interesting. So you can choose which one of those you would like, plus six Denver Nuggets or the 223.5 currently as is, take the over. If it goes to like 224, 224.5, or even 225.5, which I don't think the line will move that far, but if it does, then I would consider the under. So for tonight's game, I like the under in the Warriors-Lakers. It's at 228 right now as we record. You said you like the over? I like the under. The under? Okay, yeah. I think I would probably go under if I were – if. yeah, I think I would too. <laughs> under 228. I, the Lakers are a defensive team, Zach, and I don't think that's going to be any different this year. I, the Warriors, they've been on and off defensively, um, and I know Steve Kerr tries to take pride in the defense that his teams play. So especially with it being the start of the season, the Lakers are – I, I don't know how if they're going to figure out how to share the ball in game one. I think it's going to take a, a couple of weeks to kind of figure out how everything's going to work offensively for that team. So I like under 228. I, I would probably play it to 226 and a half. If it gets to, if it gets around there, I may wait. Um, but I liked it as the number is now 228, 227 and a half. 
if it keeps going a little bit lower and opened at 230. So I like the under in the Golden State Warriors, Los Angeles Lakers game. And I think, Zach, I'm going to have to bet on my Chicago Bulls against the Detroit Pistons. My man. Minus three and a half on the road to start the season in Detroit. I like the number. I don't think the number's big enough. So I'm going to hopefully start out, A, with a Bulls win and with a Bulls betting win. So I'm going to go. I would probably play it up to four and a half for the Bulls. You know what? I'm going right with you with that three and a half Chicago. I don't even know why I didn't even consider taking that game in terms of money line. I did do, you know, me player. You know how I do. Oh, my, you love your my parlay. parlay. You know you, me. You like a little, <laughs> little parlay action. So, you know, I could definitely, this is what I'm going to, we can do this right now. We can call this, we can call this little mini segment right here. Your last dollar. <laughs> call it your last dollar parlay presented by Zach B. Your la- if you want to use your last dollar or any betting app that you have to open up the NBA season, you can go yeah. ahead and take the Hornets, Bulls, New York Knicks. You can take the Memphis Grizzlies. You can take the Philadelphia 76ers and also the Phoenix Suns. And I think that was yes, and that was it for a. You're reckless. <laughs> you you are you are a reckless man. You want to use your last dollar to revamp your account. <laughs> your <laughs> account. Use that last dollar. You could put all those teams down to win the game this Wednesday and win you some top dollar and get you right back in the game for the rest of the week. You're a reckless man, Zach. I don't know <laughs> if I can follow that, but uh, I like that this is your own little segment. Bet your last dollar. Nice little, nice little ten-team parlay going. I respect it. And on that note, Ben, that's going to conclude this edition of the Points in the Paint podcast. We hope you have an opportunity to enjoy both games to open up the season and have a great Wednesday night as all those games get squared away. The NBA season, woohoo, is finally back. You make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Points in the Paint podcast. Follow Points Paint on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Tape Don't Lie, the podcast with your man's Michael Felder. He comes out every week. Great content, great guests. You don't want to miss it. NBA season around the corner. So that means every single day you have an opportunity to win you some money because Sharp Lessons will be their picks. Nate Jacobson and Ben Winstein covering everything, all sports betting. So you do not want to miss that. And you will hear from us, Zach B, Ben Winstein, next week.